First of all, I want to say it's an honor being able to come before you all this morning. It's more of an honor than, than, than just to, to be in the presence of the Most High, Most High God. Amen. It's an honor that he allow us and me to, for us to come together and stand and just bless him with our praise and with our, with our worship. But this morning, I hope that you can accept the words I'm going to speak this morning. But I think it's a powerful word. And I'm going to go ahead and give you the topic. And it's called the power of expectation. The power of expectation. All I want to know this morning is how many of us have we prayed, have we labored in our prayer, have we worshiped, we petitioned God. How many of us did all of that not expect anything? How many? Surely none, right? Because there's no way that we can pray and we can worship and we can praise God and not expect anything in return. Every time we come together to pray, every time we come together to worship, we should expect a move of God to take place. Amen. That's the power of expectation. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. It's our faith that moves God. Faith is another form of expectation. We believe that God is going to move on our behalf, but yet there's an expectation that's there. How powerful is that expectation? Very powerful. Even when the enemy come upon us like a, you know, like a flood, there's an expectation that our God, our Savior, is going to be there to protect us. Even for our lost children, when we pray for them, when we petition, Lord, touch our children, God. Keep them, Lord God. Save them, Lord. There is an expectation that has to be met because he heard our cry. The power of expectation. So what is expectation? Expectation is a strong belief that something will happen. A strong belief that something will happen. It's a belief that someone will achieve something. It's anticipating what, will, what is going to happen. There's an anticipation that's there, an expectation, the power of expectation. Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles had an expectation when the enemy came upon his shores. He called all the nation together. For what? To pray, to fast, to petition the Lord, to seek God for an answer, for a revelation. Lord, the enemy's got us in camp. He's surrounded us. Lord, we believe, we trust in you, Lord God, that you're going to deliver us out of the hand of the enemy. He expected God to move on his behalf. Why? Because he had a relationship. He had a relationship with God. And there are some instances even in the Bible that there wasn't a relationship, but yet they believed and they received because of their faith and because they had expectation. There's power in expectation. But isn't it something that when we woke up this morning, you had, I know that you thought about the church, you thought about what was going to happen in the service. 
there's an expectation there. Even before we get here, we expecting God to be to, to, to show up if he's not already here. But he's, uh, he's everywhere, so he was already here before we got here. So we expect him to be here. We expect a move of God. We expect the glory of God to fall right in this place. Yeah. Hallelujah. There is power in expectation. The Bible says, for where two or three are gathered together in his name, I'll be standing in the midst. There is an expectation. We expect him to be. If just me and brother come together right here, just him and I, we know as long as we are standing here together in agreement, God will be here. Hallelujah. That's the power of expectation. So every time we come together, we should create an atmosphere that welcomes the presence of God. Every time we come together. Not sometime, every time. We should expect the presence of God to be in this place. Wherever we go together, be on one accord, we should expect the move of God to take place by faith. Hallelujah. The power of expectation. The power of expectation. Because you know what? God, he expects us to want his presence. He expects us to fellowship with him. He expects us to pray to him. He expects us to petition him. He expects us to bow down and praise him, lift him up. He expects from us so we shall respect from him. Expect from him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The power of expectation. The power of expectation. The power of expectation. There was a woman in Luke chapter 8 that had an issue of blood. She said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. She had faith. There was an expectation. If I could just get to him and just touch him, that's all I need to do, just a little touch. I'll be made whole. And what did Jesus tell her? He said, daughter, woman, thou faith has made thee, they made thee whole. She expected to be healed, and she was healed. She was no, long, no longer bound by a curse. She was no longer an outcast in a community. It's a power of expectation. The power of expectation. So what happens when we live in expectation? In Philippians chapter 1 and 20, Paul wrote, he said, For I live in an eager expectation and hope that in nothing that I should be ashamed. But with all boldness as always so now, also Christ will be magnified in my body rather by life or by death. And 21 said, for me to live to Christ is to Christ to die is gain. No matter what side he on, he said, if I'm living, it is to Christ. If I die, it's to gain. What an expectation it is to have right there. We We shouldn't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. We should not be ashamed of the gospel of peace. We should come boldly to him and say, Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in my life. Whether I live, I live for you. If I die, I die in you. The power of expectation. The power of of expectation. What happens when we live in expectation? We rise above the norm. 
See, that's what happens when we live in expectation. We rise above the norm. It won't be the same business as usual. You will be more focused, not on just who you are, but who you will become. And you'll, be, you'll uh, quickly find out that you are one of the few who live with the power of expectation, waiting to see what God will achieve through you. The power of expectation. How do we live in expectation? We rise above, above the norm. See, when we live in a power of expectation, there will no longer be no business as usual. It won't be just an ordinary day. We won't do just the, just the ordinary. We, we do the extraordinary. Hallelujah. Philippians 4.13 says, we can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens us. Hallelujah. He's the one that helps us rise above the norm. That's why a lot of people can't understand. How do y'all do it? How do y'all go through it like that? Hey, we, we rise above the norm. We ain't normal people. We are peculiar. <laughs> go ahead. Hallelujah. We are from a, of a royal priesthood. Yes. And we got a high priest by the name of Jesus. Yes. So that's why we can walk in the power of expectation knowing that he's going to be there with us. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory yes. to God. Oh. Yes. What else can we do? We can achieve what we can conceive. If you can conceive it, you can achieve it. Amen. If God put it in Joseph that he was going to be a ruler over, na- over, over a nation, guess what? He conceived that, and he did achieve it. He didn't do it on his own, but he expect God. He expected it to happen. He didn't, he didn't waver. He didn't doubt none at all. Not once, not ever did he doubt it. He talked about it. He was so happy about it. But the power of expectation was there. He had faith knowing that God, if God said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. Yes, yes, he did. The power of expectation. We can achieve what? We can conceive. Yes. I remember being a little boy, and I had, in about the fourth grade, there's some things I said, I'm, go- I'm, I'm going to achieve this. I'm going to do this. I said, I'm going I'm to graduate from high school. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a football scholarship, a basketball scholarship. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to join the Army, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a police. <laughs> <laughs> but if I conceive that at a young age, I've achieved, and I achieved it. I believe I was going to achieve it. Did I go to college? Yes. Did I go on a football scholarship? Yes. Could I win on a basketball scholarship? Yes. Did I go to the Army? Yes. Am I police? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, more importantly, I am a child of God. Because there was a time I lost relationship with him. There was a time I lost relationship. But thank God I got back on track Amen. and renewed my relationship with him. Amen. Now I can continue and walk on in, in the power of expectation. Hallelujah. Amen. So we, we can rise above the norm. We can achieve what we can conceive. Third thing, we can move forward in confidence. Ain't that something? That Joseph did it. He received it, and he moved forward in confidence. He didn't doubt it at all. We can look forward to something. Excuse me. Let's see, let's see. Okay. Let me back up. Jesus replied in Mark 9 and 23. He said, what do you mean if I can? 
Anything is possible if a person believes. When we, believe, when we live in expectation, we're not asking if you can, but rather stating by the way we live our lives, we know you can. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen? Now we can move forward in confidence. When your life, when you live your life in expectation of God's great work in you, you will set your sights on the future, confident that come what may, God would accomplish whatever he set out to accomplish. We wouldn't be going through life wondering if anything would ever come of God's promises. You would stand upright and you, with your head up, continue to do the work that God has placed within you. He knew you before you was born. He knew you while you was in your mother's room, uh, womb. He'd already gave, put inside of us, each and every one of us, his plans and purposes for our lives. And don't you know he's going to accomplish what, what he put out through each and every one of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Philippians 1 and 6, it said, God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it's finally finished on that day when Christ Jesus come back again. What he put in you, he already said it's in his word. He's going to complete it. He's going to complete it in you. The power of expectation. So, after So we, what happens when we live in expectations? We first, we rise above the norm. We achieve what we can conceive. We move forward in confidence. So now how do you live? How do, you, how do I begin to live in expectation? First of all, you live for Christ, not for yourself. Amen. See, self, it got, it, the flesh got to die every day. We got to live for Christ. Philippians uh, chapter 1 and 20 through 21, Paul said, For I live in eager expectation and hope that, w- that I will never do anything that causes me shame, but that I will always be bold for Christ. How many bold saints in here we have for Christ? Yes. How many have an expectation for Christ? Yes. How many live, will li- live and die for Christ? Hallelujah. Definitely you have an expectation that it's going to be met. Amen. Amen. Paul eagerly expects and hopes for three things that are here that we need to pledge ourselves. He said, I live in eager expectation and hope that one, I would never do anything that would cause shame. How can we be a child of the king if we out there still clubbing and bubbing, talking about we out there trying to save the sinner? But yet you out there in Boogie Down production. <laughs> they going to look at you real funny. They, brother, you lost. The sinner going to tell you you lost. You can't tell me anything. You shame. And not only who you rep, you're Christ's representative, you're a representative of the church. You're a representative of Freedom Ministries Church. One, two, and three, and the rest of them that's coming up. Amen? Amen. He said... Two, I will always be bold for Christ. We have to, we have to stand bold. Look at, look at the world today. Look at how they are attacking Christians from every angle. From the highest level of government, they are attacking us from the top, trying to keep us subjected to their inhumane and, and immoral laws. Why is that? Because they're afraid of the God in us. 
They're afraid of Christ. They know he's coming back. They know it. Every other religion in the world is accepted except for us. We are under attack. Amen? Think about it. Every religion, they, they, they want us to just y'all be okay with them. You know, we got to accept them. You know, because you, know, you talk about love. And so, yeah, we, we love our enemies too. But there's an expectation that's got to be met. But we got to remain bold at a time of such as this. And whatever we do in our lives, our lives should always honor Christ. Always. That's the power of expectation. Next, you got to live to serve and not be served. I thought about that. I said, man, live to serve, not to be served. But living with expectation begins with serving, not with being served. My job, I have to serve and protect. I don't wonder where they got that from. <laughs> Seemed like they got some there from the word. But Jesus, when he told his disciples, when he wanted to wash their feet, they're like, no, Jesus, you, you can't do that. No, we don't need you. No, no, no. This is going to be an example for you. I didn't come to be served. I come to serve. I come to serve you. And I'm going to show you by washing your feet. That way, if I do it for you, you would do it for me. You would do it for somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sir. Right. Lot of lot of preachers, high up, a lot of them, they just want to, they just want to be served instead of serving. Yeah. Jesus said, I am a bond, a bond servant. Amen. I'm a slave. Yeah. I'm gonna serve you. I don't want to be served. Not here on the earth. Man, now we're gonna serve him. Now, don't get, let's not get it mixed up. We're gonna serve him, but I'm saying when he was here on earth, you know, with the disciples, the point I was making. The power of expectation doesn't revolve around what I'm going to get, but what I am able to give. So we shouldn't always expect to get something in return. But what can we do? What can we do to the other person that need? Can we give? Can we give to them? You know, but God's one going to bless us. He's going to bless us through our, our giving. Amen. Amen. That's how we're going to receive back. Live to improve the lives of others. We must live to improve the lives of others. Rather than investing our time and talents and efforts toward only improving ourselves, those who live in expectation, we recognize the importance of working toward improving the lives of the people around us. When I focus, when we focus only on improving ourselves, there's much that can be accomplished. But when we focus on improving uh, their life, then we both benefit greatly. We, we help others by living and walking the life of Christ. Christ is our, is our lifestyle. Living for Christ is our lifestyle. And, and people, we are an open book. To everyone. Everyone reads. You are living scripture. And when people look at us, they're, they're checking us out. 
They're looking at everything. They're looking at your character. They're looking at how you carry yourself. They're looking at you when you are faced with, with trials and some tribulation. They are seeing, they are looking for, uh, you said you serve God. You said Christ is your key. They're looking to see. They're looking. And when they're looking and they see that, mm, that man of God, he went through some stuff and he smiled. We never knew he was going through. That woman of God, you know, she lost dad, this and that, and her husband ran off and left her and had, she had 10 kids and yet and still, she was still going to church and still, you never knew that she was going through because of the God that she served. I want some, I want to go wherever they're going. Their lives improving through you. Live to improve the lives of others. Live to improve the lives of others. Live to serve and not to be served. The power of expectation. The power of expectation. What did Paul say? He said in Philippians 1 and 23, he said, I'm torn between two desires. Sometimes I want to live and sometimes I long to go with, to be with Christ. That would be far better than to, for me, but it is better for you that I live. And he's talking to the Philippians. I am convinced of all, of all this, so I will continue with you so that you will grow and experience the joy of faith, that when I return to you, you will have even more reason to boast about what Christ Jesus has done for me. Paul was, he was writing a letter to the Philippians in prison. And he was torn between two desires. <laughs> he wanted to go with Christ because he knew that his time was going to come to end. But he still had a way to go. But he also desired to be with the Philippians, who was a great church, a great ministry, who was operating in the gifts of God. And it was good to him. They provided for him. He lived to improve the lives of others. Paul knew that in death he would be with Christ forever, but in life he would be able to continue to improve the lives of others. The power of expectation is not only realized through the anticipation of what God would do for us and through us, but on what he would do through us as we minister to other people. Amen? Yeah. What does God, what does, this is the third part, what does living in expectation look like? Hmm. What do it look like? What it looks like is we see Christ on it. See, when we living in expectation, Christ is on it. We honor him by the way we live. We honor him by show how we show our love. We honor him by doing the right thing. We honor him by walking upright before him. We honor him by not being ashamed. We honor him by being bold and standing on the truth. We honor him. Paul said, but whatever happens to me, you must live in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ as a citizen of heaven. And what does it mean to live in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ? As we honor Christ today with the way we live our lives, and we honor him in the same way tomorrow and in the days to come, Something wonderful happens. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, is fully aware of what is taking place. And as we live our lives in imitation of his own life, he is honored and glorified and is pleased to call us his own. Amen. Amen. We are a child of the king. The 
if we just continue to honor him. Hallelujah. So after we, when we see Christ honored, what else we see? I can see it right now. We first, remember what we first come here. We, what we saw, we saw love in the house. We saw a, a united church. Why is the church united? Because we honor Christ. You honor Christ. What you do in here together, you're honoring Christ. You're being bold for Christ. You have an expectation for Christ. Yeah. Yes. Because it's the Christ that's in you. So now you see you're united together as one. This unity and division comes to a church that is not living in expectation. That has members focused on self instead of the Savior. Ain't that something? And whenever you take your eyes off of God, when you take your eyes off of Jesus, you can guarantee you, you're going to fall astray. You're going to... God, if that way, you're going to walk the opposite direction of it. Amen. Amen. But when we fall after Christ together, on one accord. Amen. The church is so bold and unified. Yeah. The church is united and, and in love. Hallelujah. A united church. A united body of Christ. Hmm. That's awesome there. No divisions. None whatsoever. But everybody got to come and go when we got a common enemy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The church whose members are equipped with the power of expectation is a church that stands together as one person facing a common, a common enemy, yet also serving a common Lord. It is a church like ours here at Freedom Ministry. Not just freedom ministry, but freedom ministry one, two, three, and the rest of them that's to come. Amen. 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 Where we fight not each other, but we fight the enemy together. Yes. We fight together for the good news of Jesus Christ that is be spread all across the world. We see the United Church, not because we are all alike but because we serve the same Savior and have welcomed the fact that his agenda must be adopted over our own. Amen? So when the church is united, you know what's going to happen there. We see a defeated enemy. Amen? That's the power of expectation. When we come together as one, now the enemy got problems. He can't have his way with us. We, we know him already. No, we see you, devil. Yes. You ain't coming in. Yes. We ain't going to allow you to let a division in because we serve a God that's right here standing in the mix of us because not only we are together as one, we're on one accord in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's the power of expectation. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus. We see the enemy defeated. The united front, that's what we are. We have a united front in here. That represent is one which Satan, the great imposter, the great deceiver, cannot penetrate. We know that the enemy is going to try to kill what God already ordained to live. Freedom Ministries is going to live and prosper and remain victorious over the enemy. Hallelujah. Freedom Ministries is going to live and prosper and remain victorious over the enemy. No matter what the enemy try to do, we're going to remain vigilant. 
We're going to yeah. stand firm and we're going to yeah. be bold in Christ Jesus and we're going to know that God is still victorious in him. Yeah. He's going to get the victory yeah. and we're victorious through him. Yeah. We'll see the enemy defeated. He'll always be up on our feet. Every time that devil stick his head up, we stomp his head. Put him back in check. Because there's an expectation from God that got to be met. Hallelujah. We see a defeated enemy. Philippians 1 and 28 says, don't be intimidated by your enemies. Don't be scared of them. Don't worry about them. God said he'll make our enemies our footstool. Make them all my footstool, Lord, because every time they come up, I'm going to step up, push me up a little higher. Yes, right. This would be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed. Hear that? Don't be intimidated by your enemies. This would be a sign to them. The enemy going to receive a sign knowing that they're going to be destroyed. Ain't that something? God told Jehoshaphat, he said, stand ye still. Go down there. Stand still and wait upon the salvation of the Lord. Watch what I'm going to do for you. Just watch. Stand and wait. Just look. Go on down there. Don't worry about it. I want you to see this. I want you to see me in action. I want, I want you to see the extraordinary. I'm not just an ordinary God. I'm extraordinary. Hallelujah. Watch your enemy be defeated. They're going to defeat themselves. And they did. They fought against each other. They turned on each other. And all Jehoshaphat had to do after the fact was go and collect all the spoil. I like it. I want to you're going to hear a Jehoshaphat story from me. I'm telling you, I love that story. He said, but you're going to be saved even by God himself. In Romans 16, verses 19 through 20, he said, For your obedience has become known to all. Therefore, I'm glad on your behalf, but I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. So, hey, don't, don't be scared of your enemies. You just buy, might just want to just go ahead and welcome them. Well, come on. <laughs> Come on with your bad self. Because yeah. when you come my way, you're going to know you're going to be destroyed. You're going to get a sign, son. You're going to get a sign, devil. You're going to be destroyed. We fully live in expectation of, of his demise, and we will see his demise, because we know that God's promises to us are true. And what he has begun, he will bring to fulfillment. What's the next thing? Anybody time to go? Okay, thank you. We see victory in the struggle. Come on now, if we got the enemy, there's going to be some struggles, right? Yes, yes. That's victory in the struggle. Yes. Jesus said, if you suffer for Christ's sake, you'll reign with me. As we suffer and we go through, we're going to reign. Yes. See, when our suffering is different from somebody that is not saved. We can suffer and thank God. Lord, I thank you for, for what you're taking me to. I thank you for what you're bringing me from. I thank you for what, you know, while I'm going through, Lord God, yet you still sustain me. Lord, I thank you, Father God. I can bless your holy name because you are the God. You are the Lord, that God that strengthens me. Hallelujah. 
we see victory in the struggle. He said the battle is not yours, but God's. We can go through the battle. A battle, when you're going through battle, it's struggle. When you're warning in the, in the things of the spirit, that's a struggle. Yes, it is. Even though we may be tossed back and forth, but yet we're still made firm in Christ, Jesus. We shall not be moved. Hallelujah. Because we know there's victory in the struggle. Every time we're about to get blessed, there's going to be some things going on when God can ready to bless us. The enemy is going to do everything he can in his old little power to stop what God is trying to do in our lives. But he can't stop it. Because we conceived it. Therefore, we're going to achieve it. Hallelujah. 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 Hmm. Some people are quite discomforted that God does not promise those who live in expectation of life without suffering and struggle. God never said we won't, get, we won't go through, did he? But he showed us how to get through it. Hallelujah. He said when we go through, he'll be there. Yes. Hallelujah. Asking it shall be given. Seeking wherever you may, may, may be found. But comfort can be found when we see the picture of God that God has presented. Not of a life without struggle, but a life where victory can be found in the struggle itself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Philippians 1 and 29 and 30 said, For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. We are in this fight together. We are. We're in this thing together. That's why when we come together on one accord, you know, the enemy got a little problem. Because we're in this thing together. We ain't by ourselves. We ain't going to let one person fall to the wayside when somebody don't come back and pick them up. We ain't going to do it. Jesus ain't even going to do it. He said, one soul be saved. Hallelujah, one soul. One soul. If one, if, if one person fall down, we, be, we got to be there to lift them up. The devil want us to run off, to run, run off and leave them. He want us to do that. Now, we done, we done lost. We, he, we done lost. Now, he got something to throw at us. But thank God we have an advocate by the name of Jesus. Hmm. Hallelujah. So we're in this fight together. You have seen me suffer for him. This is Paul in the past. And you know that I am still in the mix of this great struggle. So we can, all, we can stay in the struggle for a while, a little while, a little while longer than we like. But, you know, know that God is doing something for us while we're in the struggle. While we're going through the struggle, we're still keeping our eyes focused on Jesus. While we're going through the struggle, we're still lifting him up. While we're going through the struggle, we're still praising him. We're still worshiping him. While we're going through the struggle, we're still pressing toward the mark. Hallelujah. While we're still in the struggle, we know that we are victorious no matter what. And no matter why we're going through, no matter if we're going through the struggle, we know God is with us. We never doubt that God is with us. Hallelujah. How foreign this is to our thinking to imagine for even a moment that suffering for Christ could be considered a privilege. And that some suffering is a privilege. Wow. 
I didn't know it was a privilege, but it's a privilege. <laughs> but that is what it is. As you struggle and I struggle, we lock arms with each other. And with Christ who suffered more than any of us. And we move forward hand in hand. That's teamwork. That's unity. That's why, they, that's why the enemy try to fight us so much. He, want to, he don't want us to be unified. He really don't. He can, if he can pluck us away one by one, one by one, one by one, get us to die one by one, one by one. And instead of we being a 300, now we, we are 150. But guess what? That other 150, we're going to still stand, stand strong and we're going to continue to pray for them. We're going to still kind of, we're going to bring, we're going to ask Lord, Lord, bring them back. Turn them around. Give them a turn around, Lord. Convict their hearts right now, God. We still going to remain victorious. When the enemy come in like a flood, God said he would lift up a standard against it. Yes. First Peter 5 and 10 says, after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself perfect, confirm, and strengthen, and establish you. And you should expect that all the way to the day, end of your days. Expect to be established because Jesus said it in his word. He will establish you. Amen. Because before the plans and the purposes of God that's placed in your lives. And but always forever remain faithful. And be expecting a return in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank Amen. you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank yes, you, Jesus. Thank you. thank you for the power of expectation, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. We give you praise, Father. We set our minds right now in expectation, God. We set our minds to be expecting what you're going to do in us today, God. We came with needs, God, and we set our minds to expect that there's nowhere else that our needs can be met except right here, God. We expect God to move in our life today. We expect God to move in our finances today. We expect God to move and in the needed areas of our life today. God, we give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, while he was talking, uh, something just popped into my head, and it was on when you expect something, um, there's power in that expectation, but it also causes you to act differently about that thing. Because if I don't, ex- if I expect that nothing's going to happen, I'm going to act like nothing's going to happen, and so nothing may happen. But if I expect that God's going to do something in me, if I expect God to move, if I expect God to show up, then I'm going to go ahead on and act like God's going to show up. <laughs> and in the middle of me acting like God's going to show up and do it. God can show up and do something, but if I just mope around like God's not going to show up, God's not going to show up for that. I'm going. It's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. But, Father, we just set our minds. We make up our mind, God, to get up and act 
like you were going to show up in our circumstances. Act like you're going to show up in our situation, God. We get up and we press in this morning, God. We don't, we're not going to come to praise and worship and come to church and act like, let's see if God's going to show up today. We're coming today with the expectation that you are already here, God. We're going to get up and act like you are already here. We're going to, because you are already here. We give you praise for that in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. We worship you today. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for already showing up for us, God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want to say that faith and expectation go hand in hand. Because that's what expectation is. Faith doesn't operate unless you're expecting something to happen. And that's what pleases God. Faith and expectation, they go together. So if you're expecting, if you believe in God, expectation is working. And that's what pleases God. Amen. Amen.